Welcome to episode four of What Does It Take? My guest today is Leo Arroyo. Leo is currently a sophomore at Wheeling High School, uh, scheduled to graduate in 2023. Uh, he is a wrestler and a football player. Um, so I hope you enjoy this episode, and here we go. Leo, how's it going? I'm good, Coach. How, good. How's, uh, how's your week been? It's been pretty stressful, kind of. Stressful? What's going on? What's, what's stressful about this week? Um, a lot of schoolwork, grades, sports. Yeah. I'm getting a lot going on. So how are your grades doing right now? I mean, they're okay. They're not the best, but I'm trying to improve. So is it kind of normally is school a little tough for you or is it maybe this different world? It's kind of, it's, it's usually pretty easy for me, but as of right now, it's kind of a little bit more tougher. Is it because of the remote learning? Yeah. So what, from your perspective, what's like really hard about the, or what's the hardest part of remote learning? Um, probably when, when the teacher's like, they say an assignment, but like they can't explain it that well because like they're not in class. So like it's kind of like more harder for them to explain. It's more harder for understanding. Yeah, I, I feel as a teacher, um, I agree. Like there's trying to exp give an assignment out or something. And normally you can go over it, talk about what you need to do, give an example, and then have kids start. And then I can come around and if kids are still confused, I can help them individually. And it's like, really hard to do that right now with the situation yeah. we're in. So I, I hear you, man. Um, I know you finished up an assignment this morning. I talked with you about, so that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So do you feel like comfortable with some adults around the building asking for help or how do you yeah. get help? I have a pretty good connection with all my teachers. Do you ever ask yeah. like friends for help on schoolwork or usually do you just go right to the teacher? Uh, mostly right to the teacher because I feel like my friends don't really help me. I don't really learn that much. <laughs> so have you just never tried talking with them or are you just kind of like, ah, I'll just ask the teacher because I know the teacher will know exactly what to do. Yeah, basically. Sure. Um, all right, man. Well, you know, obviously, you know, I'm here to help you if you ever need anything. Um, what do you, you kind of said like all oh, your stress because sports, but right now, we're not really in season. We don't really have games or anything. Practices aren't mandatory. What's stressful about sports right now? I mean, it's just like coming from like really late. So like it's not really the sports part because like there's not like there's no really beginning season right now. So it just like leaving the house like at four thirty, you just have to do schoolwork when you came home. Like it's kind of like all piling up at the last minute. So it sounds like balance, trying to balance, yeah. you know. Just balancing time management and all that. Sure. Yeah, it's, it's, it's always a, a struggle. And I think it's something that if you're involved in after-school activities, it's important um, to keep yourself busy and, and keep yourself working on finding a balance because it's something I know as an adult that you still have to work on. You're always working on finding a balance with yeah. school work and then – leisure things that you like doing things for fun, your family, all that stuff. So the more you do, the busier you are now, the, the more able you're better able, you're going to be able to handle it when you're older. Um, so let's, 
jump into Leo. You're a two sport athlete. What sports do you play here at Wheeling? Um, I play football and then I play wrestling. Wrestle. All right. Awesome. So um, you're only a sophomore, so you've only had one season thus far. Yeah. Um, did you play football before high school football? No, I just found out freshman year and I'm like, I'm going to try. And how did you like football last year? Obviously you liked it enough to come back again this year, but how did, yeah. what are your, some of your feelings about football? Uh, it's a pretty good sport. It's a lot of like, you have your team to carry on. Like it's like really fun. It's like a team sport. Like, and I like, and I like being around other people. So it's pretty fun. Yeah. There's definitely that aspect, that big team aspect in football. Um, yeah, a lot of guys on the field need a lot of guys on the team. Everybody supports each other. Definitely something that um, is is great to be involved in if you if you are enjoying it. Now I know you like wrestling, um, and I can tell you like wrestling because you are the only guy on our team that did not miss a workout all spring and all summer. Yeah, how? Where did you? Where did that level of commitment come from? I mean, I've always been committed to stuff. Like, I learned it really little. Like, because my dad was always telling me, if you're going to do something, you have to do it, like, until it's over. So, if it starts one day and it finishes the next day, you have to do that. So, like, that's where I got it from. And also, I like, I wanted to get better. If I wanted to get better, I have to train harder, learn more stuff. So, I, I just said I have to go to every practice. Yeah, man, you did. I mean, it was awesome. It was really cool, you know. And – it's, it's hard to be that committed. It's hard to be that committed as a coach, especially with some of the virtual workouts where I felt like I was just dragging myself to do them sometimes because it's not the same. There was an easy out there. I felt like a lot of guys kind of like, ah, virtual, you know, shadow wrestling over the video, like, eh, you know, how much is this really going to help me? Um, and I wasn't sure how much it would help either, but I felt like watching you, I feel like your, your, your technique has improved greatly from it. So, man, I, I just want to make sure I tell you how proud I am of you from all that time you put in. Um, it was great being with you, you know, getting to see you every day and, and work on your skills every day. Uh, the, before we move on to more wrestling things, something I wanted to ask you, are you involved in anything other than athletics here at Wheeling? No, just athletics. I'm not, I can't play no guitar, no nothing like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I was kind of the same way. I was just like you, football and wrestling. And uh, I tried to learn how to play the guitar, but it was it did not go well. Um, uh, so more getting on to some more wrestling stuff. Uh, what was your middle school wrestling experience like? So middle school, it was like kind of weird because I've always played soccer my whole life. I was a big soccer fan. Got it because of my brother and my dad. So I thought I was going to be the next, like, they don't know Messi, going into professional soccer. But then I started realizing little by little as I get older, I'm like, this is not my sport. And then I was in middle school at the time. Eighth grade year was coming around. And I saw wrestling was available. So I'm like, I'm going to try that. First day of practice, I almost puked because I couldn't handle the conditioning. And but I started liking it because the coaches had my back. Every it was like a really good sport. So, so you didn't start till you didn't start till eighth grade. No, I, wow. the, this is my second year of wrestling. Wow, that's that's pretty cool, man. I didn't know that. I thought you had probably been wrestling since sixth grade or something. No, 
that's awesome to see you all the things I just said about you being there every day it's like compounded more to me now like wow this guy it's only his second year and he's he's that into it that's cool man um wow uh so Leo you are a also you are a 285 pounder um yeah. also known as a heavyweight so you know tell us a little bit about what heavyweight is like because in wrestling wrestling people know but maybe not everyone else does Heavyweight wrestling is a little bit different. It's kind of almost like a different position. Um, talk a little bit about how you, you know, how you feel about wrestling heavyweight and, and, and what your style of wrestling is. Um, I mean, I've been always wrestling like big people. So I had to get adapt like the way of like what they wrestle, how they wrestle, like do they get down low? Do they shoot shots? I didn't know nothing about it until actually freshman year with Coach Race, he's like, hey, a lot of heavyweights are not going to shoot, so you have to use your upper body. So I'm like, okay. And I'm like, is there any specific reason? Like, he's like, no, just like they don't they don't shoot. I'm like, oh, okay. And then so I had to use, um, I think Anthony's uncle showed me Greco, which I never knew that, like, you can do in folk style. So I'm like, okay. So I use, I use mostly – I don't really use Greco, but I use some type of – techniques in Greco so like upper body and all that it's mostly for heavyweight as well like a lot of staying in conditioning because a lot of big boys get tired really really fast yeah so if you're in great shape you can wear those guys down even if they're yeah. the same level wrestlers you are you can wear them out and 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 put some points on the board because they get so tired yeah that's a good those are good thoughts man um what What's like your go-to takedown as, as a big guy, as a heavyweight? Um, I really didn't have a go-to until probably mid-season. Uh, we started doing the push-pull circle drill. And I just realized, I'm like, I'm, I'm really good at snap downs and go-behinds. So I'm going to say I'd rather do like um, a fake and then go to a snap down and then go behind. Awesome. That really helped me. That's great. I'm glad, I'm glad you picked that up. Um, you kind of talked a little bit about um, how you got into athletics or how you got into wrestling in general and a little bit about football. I want to ask about why do you like athletics? Um, I just like it because it like, it distracts me from other stuff. So if I have like a really bad week of school and I didn't do good, I just have the, I had, I like have a meet on Saturday. So I have to get to focus on that. So, but it's more fun when you go to the tournament and you win. So you don't have to worry about anything else. Like your mind is just concentrated of winning. And that's what I like. Like I like to be distracted from other busy stuff and then concentrated on like what I have to do. So there's like a certain amount of satisfaction in like, if things aren't going well, like I can go wrestle and, and focus on that process. And hopefully I do, I'm successful in that. And, and if I'm successful in that, it kind of helps my my general mood yeah do you think you get confidence from wrestling in other if you have a good weekend in wrestling do you feel more confident in other things outside of wrestling probably yeah because if i like if i place first at a tournament i hold up my head high coming in to school <laughs> bragging to all the teachers i'm like i just got first at a tournament absolutely definitely helps like your kind of external confidence what about like 
you know, you go to a tournament Saturday, you take first place, you feel great Saturday night. Maybe you hang out with your buddies or something. Uh, yeah. And Sunday morning, you got to get up, you got a couple, you got some homework to do. Do you feel more energized to maybe do some of those things? Like, man, I did really well. Uh, you know, I got to get this. Now I got more stuff to get done. Does it help with that at all? I mean, yeah, it kind of does. Cause you did something like really big. Like it's, you took first at a tournament. So that means you can do the little stuff as well during like a math problem and this quiz and all the studying for the geometry. All right. So, you know, definitely when just speaking from my experience, you know, when something goes really well, there's like an energizing feeling to it. Right. I get yeah. like excited that I did something and it went really well. And then, um, you know, that next day or later on that same day, I feel like I need to get more, I can do more stuff. I can get more stuff done. I can do better in other things. And I don't know, um, um, you know, I, I just think that's an important part of sports. I think it's an important part of, of anything that people do is, is the confidence you can build from doing something that you really enjoy. Yeah. Um, so of the two, you're, you play football, you wrestle, wh which one is your favorite? Um, probably wrestling. I prefer wrestling more. Why do you think you like wrestling a little more than football? I mean, it's just, I feel like I like team sports. I just, but sometimes I'd rather be in like my own, like my own type of sport. So that's why I really like wrestling. Cause if I do a mistake, it's on me. It's not the whole team. It's on me. So I have to learn from my mistakes and like what I did bad. So when I go like future years, I have like a job and I mess up on like this assignment. I know it's my fault, not the company's fault. So that's why I kind of like, I kind of like self-discipline and working hard for myself. So I kind of like wrestling more. Wow. It's a good answer. Um, it's deep. Uh, I, you know, a lot of, it's, it's kind of cliche, but it is kind of true in wrestling. There is a sense of if things go bad, if things don't go my way, I can always point at me. I can point at me. I know that I should have done something a little bit better. And, um, you know, I don't have to worry about somebody else making mistakes. I control my own destiny, um, win or lose. Um, and then I can go to work on it. I don't have to worry about, you know, John figuring out what he was supposed to do on that play because – um, he wasn't in on the play. It was all me. It was my match. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, what do you think about before you, what, what's going through your head right before you have to go out on the field for a football game or right before a wrestling match? Are they the same and are they the same or are they different? Um, they're kind of different because in football, I just think about like thinking about like, what am I supposed to like do? Like all that, all that, like get the pre, like pregame stuff in, like all the blocking stuff. Cause I play O line and D line. So I have to like figure out both, like what gap and then what block I have to do. So it's kind of different. But in wrestling, I have to think about more, like more fundamentals. Cause wrestling, I did not realize until all the Zoom meetings, it's more fundamental than just hitting um, a single leg and then finishing. You have to actually like practice in your mind and then have to imagine you hitting it in the match. So you have like the potential of hitting it. So that's like, before I hit the mat, I like pregame also, but I have to like pregame 
what I'm going to do and how I'm going to do it and if it's going to come out successful or not. All right. Wow. So you kind of said some things there that everything you said was awesome, but you said some things that I don't know if we're, if I brought those things up or if you just kind of figured it out on your own, but what you kind of talked about was mental um, visualization. Um, and I know we've talked, we talk a little bit about it. We don't talk probably enough about it. Um, but you said we didn't start till the zoom meetings. Did we talk a lot about visualization and thinking about doing moves during those meetings or, or is this something you kind of are figuring out on your own right now? Um, I figured out on my own cause I started watching like a lot of more wrestlers, a lot of more elite wrestlers. They actually like Jordan Burroughs imagines what he has to do before going into a match. So I'm like, not just, so I basically got it from him and other elite wrestlers like Kyle Snyder and all of them. So I just said, maybe that's what most wrestlers have to do to get ready and be prepared for like a big match. Yeah, man, that's awesome. That's really cool that you're listening to those guys. Those guys that you just listed are both Olympic champions for the United States, um, which is the, the pinnacle of, of wrestling. Um, and absolutely, uh, visualization is important. You hear a lot of great athletes talk about visualization, viewing themselves not only winning, but also executing their, their techniques and, and scoring points. And, um, you know, what I hear a lot is like, wrestlers saying like well i i've thought about doing this so many times i've got like a million reps in my mind i've seen myself do it a, a million times I, I think about it when i wake up in the morning i visualize it before i go to bed at night so those they count those thoughts that visualization they count those as repetitions like drilling um so the more you do that you know it, it the, the better you can get so that's awesome man um i'm glad to hear that you're you're thinking about repetition um, you kind of talked about the, the differences in football is you kind of have, you know, your blocking assignments, you kind of are understanding yeah. of what the expectation is, but with wrestling, um, there's no set pregame attack, right? You spend a week yeah. in football preparing and then you kind of have to execute those things you talked about in practice. Whereas in wrestling, you kind of don't know what's going to happen. You kind of might have to do something different every time. Is, is that a little bit what you're trying to say? Yeah. I'm trying like, cause in, in wrestling, anything can happen. Like you can wrestle the number one ranked in the country and then, but you might get a takedown on him and you, like you didn't practice that in, in like the whole week of wrestling. You might've practiced like getting out of escapes and all that. Yeah. So there's definitely, certainly some differences. Um, I think if we talked to Coach Houck and some of the football coaches and talked about visualization, they would probably say the same thing. Like, yeah, visualization is awesome. It's more reps. It's, it's good to see yourself always being successful. So there's, there's a topic I brought up with just about everyone on, the, on here. And um, that topic is the topic of winning and losing. So, uh, just give me your kind of initial thoughts when you hear about the word winning. I mean, winning is like, it's like you did it. Like you accomplished what you're supposed to do. Like I won this football game. I won this wrestling game. I won this team duel with my team. Like that, sh that shows like you worked hard for it. Like all the hard work you did building up to that moment, it paid off. 
So, um, you know, Leo, you are only a sophomore and we, t you know, the, the deeper you dive into athletics and, and the more you learn about it, the more you hear about kind of focusing on the process, right? We don't want to, have you heard that before about not focusing on winning? No, not really. So it's, it, it's an interesting kind of, um, I don't know what, what is psychology, I guess, sports psychology is if you focus on winning, eventually you're going to get to a point where you're so nervous about winning that you might not perform your best. And not just in wrestling, it's in anything. If you listen to more about, more about it, you'll, you'll see that most athletes at a certain level will start to say, um, I wasn't thinking about winning and losing. I was thinking about, um, you know, executing the techniques on the football field. I was thinking about, um, you know, scoring baskets or playing defense or, or whatever it was, you're, they're focused on what they call the process, the process of improving and not the process of winning. And I think that's really important. I think that is something that's certainly very true. Um, when I talk with some kids at Wheeling, you know, I, um, sometimes I feel like they don't want to talk about winning because there's not a belief that they can win. Right. So you want to focus on the process because you're so confident that you're going to win and your skills are there that I'm just going to focus on getting my tech, scoring my techniques, getting to my takedowns, getting to my turns, getting away on bottom. And I'm so confident that I can do those things that it's not about winning and losing. It's about putting as many points on the board or getting a fall. And that's just using wrestling as a example. So have you ever basically felt like maybe you didn't perform your best because you were too worried about winning? Um, yeah, I've gotten through that like a lot of times. I got in through mostly at conference. I, I think it was the first round match. I was too worried about hitting the bear hug and then like doing a trip. I was too worried about that and not focusing enough on sprawling, like defending the hips, the defensive part. I focused too much on the offense and winning the match and going to the finals. I have like, I have this thing with me that I have to like focus on winning, but at the same time I get too confused on like what I'm not doing. Yeah. So I think that's, it's really common to, to, uh, Get, just get wrapped up in winning and, and thinking things are going to go a certain way. And if they don't, you know, they're in trouble or, or, or things aren't going right. So you kind of get locked up in, in winning, right? If you're just thinking that I have to get to this move so that I can pin this guy and it doesn't happen, things, bad things can happen. Um, yeah. And if you focus on the process and you focus on, I'm going to put points on the board, then you could be a little more fluid, right? Because you're not worried about, I need to get to this certain hold so that I can get to this certain position so that I can win. You're, you're kind of more, well, if he gets in on my, if he gets to my leg, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to sprawl, I'll go behind. If, if I get to his leg, I know what I'm, I know how to finish. When I get on top, you know, you kind of are more open to, hey, something bad could happen in the match. Like this guy could get a takedown or score points on me, but it's okay because, I'm just going to continue to do my stuff and I'm going to continue to figure out um, and roll with the punches. So the winning, the, the focus on winning can lock us up. Um, and we don't want that to happen, but I, I have been kind of checking in with guys and their mindset on it because 
I want our focus to be on the process, but I want to make sure that we believe we can win. All right. So you seem like a guy where you believe you can win. Yeah. That's like, I try to do like what you said, have like confidence, like, Oh, I'm going to take this guy down. I know I can beat him. I, I have that confidence. I just don't show it. Like, I don't like to show it as much like, cause then they're going to be like, Oh, this kid's too cocky. And like, I don't like being cocky. I like to be confident. Absolutely. Sure. Um, you know, and I, I this kind of got brought up with Jay too. I think it was Jay where you, it's okay to be confident. It's okay to show confidence. It's, um, it's okay to feel like, Hey, you know, I'm prepared. I've done all the things to prepare. I've, uh, worked my butt off. I'm in great shape. I know my techniques. I know what I want to do. Uh, you know, I'm ready when I get out there, um, regardless of what it is, whether it's a wrestling match, a football game, um, you know, uh, a job interview, um, you know, anything, anything as you move through life, if you do the things to prepare, you should be confident and you should feel okay showing off that confidence. You know, I think arrogance comes in when you haven't done the things that you should be doing to prepare and you think that you're going to be successful just because you show up and that's not always the case. Um, and there's nothing wrong with being confident. And then, you know, maybe you don't have success in the area of winning and losing, but you know what, you were doing the right things. Maybe you lost a match or lost a couple matches and you need to go back and, and keep training and, and keep learning. Um, but certainly confidence is something that I want all our guys and all of our athletes at Wheeling High School to, to have a ton of confidence and belief in themselves. And I know I brought this up on another podcast as well, which is like when I wrestled, I was at Hersey and we would, we would wrestle Wheeling and it was just always, it was the worst experience ever. I hated wrestling Wheeling because we'd either show up there or they'd come over and they just walked into Hersey like they owned the place. They would roll us. They would absolutely destroy us. And then they would roll out and they'd be joking and laughing and having a good time. And I was always just so bummed because um, they were so freaking good and they just knew they were good. They had this confidence about them that I just felt like I would never have. And, um, you know, I think, I think we need more of that here. Um, so don't be afraid to, you know, be a little more confident in yourself because you put in the work. Yeah. Um, like you said, Hersey and Wheeling, like Wheeling was dominated back then. 2008 elite eight um yeah i feel like also our program does a little bit like we need that that boost that like well yeah we, we know we can do it like we know we can beat this this team in the dual meet like i've seen other other high schools like barrington and prospect like they have they have the mentality when they go into a duel oh we're gonna beat them like it's not because they're confident they're not cocky i mean they're confident of what they've done they're confident of like their coaching staff and they have pride in being a prospect and rehearsing all of them so do you feel like maybe we are missing that a little bit right now at wheeling i mean some of us are just going to wrestling to wrestle and some of us are doing it because we want to be successful so i'm not just talking i'm talking like sports in general athletics in general at wheeling is it do you, um what do you yeah, think i feel like we Kind of not not as much as before because Wheeling Wheeling does have a good athletic teams like we we know we have good teams it's just that we have to get the self confidence and the team confidence that we need. So, 
you know, I'm a, I help coach the football team. I'm the head wrestling coach. What do you think coaches could do differently or need to continue doing or do more to build up confidence in our athletes? I mean, in football, we always do like, we don't really like have any like bad days. Cause we always, we always have a good connection. Like every, every position has a good connection with their coach. And we always have like that fun Friday for like playing on like this Friday, we just had under the lights and that was the best feeling ever. Like you got to play under the lights with all your teammates. Like you have like that team bonding times and all that. Oh, I feel like those team bonding times bring you more together. You have pride in wheeling at wheeling because most people, when they come to wheeling, they just see wheeling. Oh, it's just wheeling. We're going to run them over. Yeah. And I, I talked with chips about that. You know, there's, there's a, um, unfortunately, a, a, a little bit of a stigma or, or a reputation wheeling might have for not having the best athletic teams. Um, obviously that was not my experience when I was in high school. Um, cause wrestling was my thing and, and wheeling was freaking awesome. Um, but other than, you know, obviously coaches, you're kind of saying like, as long as coaches are connected with kids, as long as we're having positive experiences, um, that helps to build some confidence. But what else, do you think there's anything else coaches could do? I mean, not really, because I don't really, like, see, like, any coach's perspective. Like, coaches have different ways of coaching. Some coaches are more strict. Some coaches are more laid back. Um, I feel any coach that wants to coach can be a coach, but it just takes having the passion to be a coach. Like, you can't just be a coach because you want to be a coach. You have to have passion. Like, you know, like, if you're going to be a coach, you have to have passion that – shows like oh I trust my kids they're gonna go out there destroy this team in the dual meet sure they're just having what what kind just, of what kind of coach do you think gets the best out of you because you were saying some coaches are really strict some are a little more laid back so you know all, a lot of different coaches have a lot of different ways of handling things what do you think right now is the kind of coach that gets the most out of Leo Arroyo um probably you right now because you're, you're the one that tells me my mistakes, and then you're the one that tells me I have to get better at something. So you tell me both, but at the same time, you do it in a way that I understand. Okay. So breaking me, me down as a coach, what you're saying is I, 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 I hold you accountable, right? Yeah. So if you make a mistake or you do something wrong, I'm, I'm going to come find you and talk with you about it. All right. And yeah. I'm doing that in a way for Leo that you like. Right. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I try my best not to raise my voice and, and, and yell at kids one on one, um, you know, and, and that's good for some kids. But I talk to other kids and they're kind of like, man, I need someone on my butt. I need someone in my face kind of, you know, giving the um, giving me the a little more stereotypical coach who's rah, rah in your face. But for you, it sounds like you need someone that holds you accountable and someone that's going to give you correction and then uh, uh, someone that's, that's going to be there long-term for you to, to continue co making contact and talking with you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Do you think a lot of kids are like you or that kids need – other kids need different styles of coaching? Um, they probably need different styles because some players are more – more like more 
passionate than others. So like they want more of a coach that is like, like you like you said, more like a bar to them. So yeah. Okay. Um, we talked a little bit about like confidence and, and how confidence helps us perform better if if we feel like we're confident. Yeah. How do how do you think coaches can build more confidence in athletes? Um, coaches can probably like to build confidence in players. Like they give them like so like let's say the quarterback on the football team doesn't have as much confidence as the starting quarterback. Like he can get in like what we, some coaches will do, and I think Coach Hawk does a pretty good job with like our quarterbacks right now. They give them the same type of treatment, either for their second string, first string, third string, they give them the exact same treatment, no matter like what, what string they are. Cause they want to, but they want them to feel the confidence of having the, the starting quarterback and like having the confidence that they can run the, the offense. Yeah. So I think what you're saying is, is through preparation, through training, right? Yeah. So coach Howick has to be prepared for the, first two quarterbacks to not be in the game, get hurt, something happened to them. Now we got our third string quarterback. We have to be as confident. He has to have as much belief in himself as being the third string quarterback as a first string quarterback. Right. Yeah. And the way to do that is they all need to get the same amount of repetitions. They all need to prepare like they're the guy because they might be the guy. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's what we try to do. I think we try to train and train and train all the time. Um, and hopefully, you know, the, you know, not grind you guys too much, right? Give you time to do the repetitions. Um, and more in wrestling, wrestling can, can wear people out and burn people out pretty quick. Give you time to do a lot of repetitions without necessarily wearing your body down a ton, um, which, which wrestling has a tendency to do. What are your... What are your biggest strengths as an athlete? Um, some of my biggest strengths are probably like probably learning because I like to learn a lot of like new stuff when it comes to like new new takedowns, new escapes, and probably just listening because I always have to listen to coaches like what's like what's the best advice for me. Those are really good strengths, man. Those are really good things to be. Um, to be working on all the time, listening, you know, my, my high school coach used to say, listening is a skill, you know, you have to be able to, to listen to your coaches, um, learn new things, take criticism, take feedback, improve yourself through, through all that. What are some areas that you think maybe, you know what, I need to get better at this? Um, there, well, there's a lot, but I've seen mostly through wrestling and football, having like, having the drive that most kids have, like if, if someone messed up on a play or a, a drill, like I don't, I have this thing where I get down right away. I don't have like the same drive as kids that they could pick some, like pick some right up. I have to work on that. And also probably um, getting used to, um, I forgot the word. <laughs> uh, oh, getting used to like being, being one-on-one -on -one with coaches, because I'm not really a one-on-one -on -one with coach, but until wrestling came along and football, I started getting used to being a one-on-one, -on -one, but I have to get more used to it from learning my one-on-one -on -one coaches. 
What do you mean by like one-on-one -on -one with coaches? What, what does that mean exactly? Like staying after practice, working on working like top, bottom, watching the film, all that. So kind of getting, doing the little extra things that maybe not everyone's doing. Yeah. Yeah. On those. So that's something where most people are kind of like that, right? You know, after wrestling practice, I always say, you know, I'll stay up in the room for an extra 10 minutes if anyone wants to do anything else. And it's a common thing a lot of wrestling teams do. And most guys just leave right away because practice is over, but it's a way to, it's an extra little opportunity to get, to work on something a little more, to watch some film with a coach, to practice um, some techniques you might be having trouble with, to ask questions that maybe you didn't have time to ask. Um, those are great. That's a great thought about, Hey, I like, you know, I need to do better with that. I need to do better. The other thing you brought up was like dealing with mistakes or what we call like in, in sports, we would call it adversity, right? Something doesn't go our way. And all of a sudden those thoughts of doubt or frustration creep in at a really bad time. Right. Um, and you know, the only way that I know to improve that is just by practicing being positive when it happens, practicing, like, I'm not going to let this bug me. You know, we should have a touchdown right now, but instead we got, you know, I got called for holding, you know, I made a mistake. I'm going to make it up on this next play and we're going to get a first down and then we're going to score again. Um, and there's nothing else you can do. There's no other way to, to fix that other than I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to figure it out. And um, I think I practice that a lot at your age because when things really get tough now, things really, are in a bad spot, I, I get like really confident. I get like, I'm gonna make this work. I'm gonna do what I have to. And I think it's from the amount of times that things just went bad for me in wrestling. Um, and I was able to, to figure it out. Um, of course, everyone has their bad days, you know, frustrated, irritated. But the more you practice, Leo, the better you're gonna be with all that stuff, man. That was, a, yeah. that was great. Um, we talked a little bit about your academics at the beginning. Um, tell me a little bit about your family life. What, what's it like at home? Um, well, at home I have, I have um, a dad, a brother, and myself. And I had a sister, but she moved out already. She got married. She has her own house. But that's mostly what I have at home right now. Yeah, and, um, you know, um you uh you're i'm not sure how to bring this up uh i know we talked about it beforehand just as a disclaimer you know that, that you said you were you kind of wanted to talk about this subject a little bit and uh yeah your your mother passed away um yeah and uh, i just want to share a little story about that real quick. And then if, if you want to talk a little more about it, we can talk a little more about it or move on. But we were at prospect for the meet and uh, you were a little upset and you came, after, after the whole thing was over, right? The varsity was over. You wrestled on the freshman team and you were like, coach, you know, I just really wanted to win this match. I think you said it was, it was either your, your birthday or your mom's birthday. It was her birthday that day. It was, she was supposed to be, I think 52. Yeah, and you, you came up to me and you said, you know, I really wanted to win this match. It's my mom's birthday. And I, I had no idea at the time that your that your mom had passed away. Um, 
and I hope I answered it all right. I think I told you something like, you know, your mom doesn't care if you win or lose a wrestling match. You know, if she's, if she's here today, um, you know, she's proud that you're just giving it, you're putting your all into something and you're performing and, and you're doing your best. And that's what your mom cares about. And that's when you kind of explained the situation to me. And um, I could tell it meant a lot to you. I could tell that you do things um, probably all the time to try to honor your mom. Um, so yeah. I'll give you a minute to kind of talk about it if you want, or we can move on. Um, no, I'll talk about it. It was just, I've been through a lot of adversity through my life, like losing her at three, going through injuries in freshman year. I've dealt through a lot of adversity, but I had to get through it because I'm not just going to feel sorry for myself every, every day. Oh, I don't have this. I have to, like, I don't, I don't like to feel adversity every single day. And like you said, yeah, everything I do is for her. Even the little things around the house. I know she would have liked me to do everything that I could as my, as best as I can. Yeah, man, that's, uh, it's awesome, you know, and uh, I, I really, uh, it threw me for a loop that night for sure. Um, you know, I don't think I've told, shared with you, but, you know, I went home that night and it was like, wow, man, that, I, I had no idea Leo um, was dealing with something like that. And I've been pretty fortunate in my life um, to not have lost a ton of people. Um, to lose a parent is, uh, it's got to be one of the hardest things to deal with in, um, as a human being. And, um, you know, I, I wish there were words I could say, but I, I'm proud of the person that you are right now. I think your mom would be super proud. You're a great kid. You're a good guy. You, you do the right things. And, um, you know, um, I feel very fortunate to have you as part of, of our team. And, uh, um, you know, so keep doing the things you're doing, man. I, I think your, your mom would be in, and probably is, is excited about the person that you are and probably excited about the per- people that your brother and sister are. And, um, you know, it, it, those things as a coach are, um, the things you don't, I didn't think about when I became a teacher and a coach that I was going to talk with kids that we're going to have these kinds of experiences that we're going to, I don't want to say change me, but give me a different perspective and, and make me really think hard about things and, and how I would have dealt with things and how I would have been as a 14 year old in your situation. And if I would have had the guts to do, you know, to move on and, and to, you know, do the things yeah. you're doing. So I'm rambling now, I, but you know, I, I want you to know I'm proud of you and, and, and I think she would be too. So yeah. Is there anything else you want to say about it? Uh, no, that's just it. I just had to roll with it, had to deal with it. That's it. All right. So let's, let's kind of roll on to some bigger picture things and um, talk about what do you think uh, is different about being a Wheeling High School student and athlete comparative to maybe some other schools? Um, so being a student at Wheeling, it's – so when I came in freshman year, I've always heard rumors, oh, Wheeling's a bad school. There's always a bunch of fights always people like getting in trouble. And then I came freshman year, it was already mid, mid freshman year. I'm like, this is not so bad. Like I'm actually gonna get used to it. Um, and just being at Wheeling, like it's pretty, it's, it's a good school. It's not as bad as people say. Um, 
and when you're especially when you're in sports you have more pride like you have pride that you're a wheeling like i represent wheeling i have this whole town that comes to football games i have most of the school and like a bunch of parents and teachers come wrestling meets it's kind of cool like you get to represent your high school yeah absolutely man that's that's awesome and that's that's a big reason why we want kids to be um involved in something because they, you do get a little bit more pride you do get a little bit more confidence you know and you also kind of figure out what you like you know what you enjoy you know you you, you enjoy athletics you enjoy football you enjoy physical sports you know i was the same way you know i i tried a lot of other things and and um you know, those things didn't work out. This is kind of what I was drawn to. And hopefully you've had the opportunity to try other things too. I know we talked about, I kind of asked you about music or art and you're like, ah, it's not my, no. not my thing. That's right? Not my thing. That's kind of how I was too. But, um, you know, it doesn't matter what you do, but as long as you do it with, with a lot of passion and, and um, excitement and enthusiasm, you know, you're going to be a better person for it. Uh, so what is your vision for yourself after high school? So after high school, I want to go to college and finish college. I want to be the first in my family to finish college. But um, I want to do it a little bit more different than my brothers and sisters. Like they, they went to Harper. They, they did a two-year. They didn't like it. They dropped out. So I want to go to a, not a community college, but like a public, like a really kind of a big college like Elmhurst. Illinois, all of those. I want to go to those big schools to show, like, I can do this. I, I'm not just a wrestler or a football player. I'm also a good student. So what you're describing are what we call, like, four-year colleges where you can get a, what's called a bachelor's degree. Yeah. Which is a four-year degree. And then Harper, you can get what's called an associate's degree. So that's, like, a two-year degree. Um, and there's a lot of options for you. Um what do you think you need to do to accomplish that? Because that's a lofty goal, you know. Um, you don't have anyone in your family that's done that before. You know, you've got a lot of people here at Wheeling that want to help you and will help you. Um, what, do you think, what, do you, what do you think you need to do? Um, just getting, starting early, like right now, like you said, getting, getting the work done. Like, you can't be lacking, like, a paper, a one-paragraph paper that I had to turn in a month before and I can't be and like in college they won't accept that like it's due on this day you have this day and that's it there's no accepting it late work so you think the you might have to change up some of your habits a little bit as far as like hey due dates should be a little more firm yeah you know teachers can sometimes some teachers give some late grades. They'll say, hey, it's due on this day. It's got to be in then. And if it's not, it's going to be a percentage off or whatever. And some teachers kind of let it roll a little bit because, um, they, you know, they understand there's different circumstances and they just want to make sure that you do the work so that they can see that you're progressing. Um, so you might have to start holding yourself to a higher standard with, with some of your assignments as far as, you know what, it's due on this day, doggone it, come hell or high water, I'm going to get it in on that day. Um, you know, that's another, like you said, like adversity thing. Um, things go bad. You know, I can't, I, I, I was an okay student. I wasn't uh, the best. I wasn't the worst. I wasn't highly, highly motivated to be a straight A student. I was motivated to be a great wrestler. Um, There's an expectation that I got good grades um, from my parents. 
And there were times where it was like, man, I'm getting ready to go to bed. It's 10 o'clock at night. I'm dog tired. I'm, I got my pajamas on. I'm rolling the sheets out and oh, forgot to do this assignment. Got to get it done. I guess yeah. down for another hour. You know, it might be something you're going to have to start doing a little more. Yeah. Has that ever happened to you where you're like, oh, I got to do this? Um, that happened actually, yeah, the day we ended a later practice. We ended at, at 10. I got home like at 10, 13. Um, I got home and I just realized I'm like, oh, it's Friday. Tomorrow's Saturday. I have early morning lifts at 7. No, 8. It was 8 that day. Um, but I still had to do chemistry and Avid and all that. So like, I didn't go to bed until probably 11, 30, 12. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, it's good, but it, you know, it's, it's, it's such a weird situation because it's like good and it's bad, right? You don't want to forget about things and leave it off till all of a sudden it pops in your head, but you, you want to have the ability to say, I goofed up, made a mistake. I got to make it right, right now. And, and not, not do the easy thing, which is, I forgot to do it. I'm just going to bed. It's too late. I'll I'll just do it later. You know, having the discipline to get it done right then is, is going to be important. What, um, what else do you think you need to do to, to get that four-year degree? Um, I'm like pretty bad at paying attention in class. That's one of my worst (laughs) things I ever do. I'll be sitting in class, the teacher will be talking about the subject and I'm, I'm over there looking at my calculator, looking at the window. I'll be, I'll just get so distracted and talk to my buddies. So what, what, <laughs> what, uh, how, how do you fix that? That's such, now that's one where I think teachers, they know the answer a little bit, but like, that's one that's kind of on you. How do you, how do you improve on that? Just stay focused. Just, I know it's kind of hard because you always have, like, you have your phone, you have the iPad, like, technology is, like, kind of tempting, but it's just mostly of a mental thing. Like, I can't be goofing off of class and stuff like that. Yeah. It, it, it kind of takes it's, – it's on you, right? Your teacher's going to be there and kind of roll their eyes at you or give you a lecture or tell you what you need to do that you probably heard a 100 times by now. Um, you got to be able to observe yourself in the moment and say, oh, like, I shouldn't be looking out the window right now. I need to like, I need to snap back in. I, I can't be talking to my buddies hanging out. We could talk after class. We could talk, you know, on the weekend. Um, I got to get back to it. So that, you know, that's kind of, you know, you're going to have lots of opportunities to, to snap yourself back and get back to what you're supposed to be doing. Um, and, and again, it's a practice. The more you work on it, the more you kind of get yourself focused in and focused in, the easier it'll become, you know, and, and, uh, you know, if there's anything I can do to help you, I'd love to help you um, with your school. I'm sure any other coach would say the same thing. And um, that's, uh, I got one or two more questions maybe for you. The first one is, you get to ask me any question you want. Um, and if you have a question right now, I can take it. Otherwise, I could ask my other question while you think about it. Um, I don't have a question right now, so you can just go away and ask the question. Okay. So I want you to fill in the blank. Wrestling is like blank. Oh, um, wrestling is like life, isn't it? There's no right or wrong answer. Why is it like life? Because 
Um, like in wrestling, yeah, you're not going to be taking down someone in work or something, but you'll be learning like the physical and all that. And, like, so like you always say a big thing in the wrestling room, it's being hurt and being injured. When you're injured, you have to go to the hospital. When you're hurt, you have to just shake it off. So I think that really like applies later on when you're when you're working like let's say construction or like more more tougher jobs like are you are you, like are you hurt or are you just faking it because you want to take a break so I, I i like i like that answer yeah we kind of do talk about you showed me a, a you actually sent me a clip i think of a, a really good wrestler who became a ufc fighter talking about the difference between being hurt and being injured right um, yeah and sometimes kids use being hurt, right? I got, a, I got a bruise on my arm, coach. I don't think I could practice today. Um, they use that kind of a thing to, to kind of get out of practice, right? They find you're finding an excuse to not do the work you need to do um, to improve yourself. And I think what you're saying is like, I need to make sure that I'm not finding an excuse. Yeah, not, not to find excuses like later on, like, oh, I just came back from a really hard practice. I'm not going to do this assignment. I just, you're just holding yourself accountable everything you do. Yeah, 100%, man. That's awesome. Um, do you have a, were you able to come up with a question, you think? Um, yeah, actually. What's like, your question for me? I've always wondered, because you said you wanted to do, you send us that paper, the PDF about the wielding way. And I always wanted to ask, like, do you think that's going to pay off this season? With everyone, like you saw everyone going to the Zooms, you saw everyone working hard right now in preseason. So do you really think that that's going to pay off later on, future years, and all that? So like the vision statement that I sent out? With yeah. How I see wheeling wrestling and all those things. I, I absolutely 100% do. Um, I was very – I read this book called The Energy Bus. I can't remember the name of the author off the top of my head, but – um, it's a pretty popular book. It's kind of like a self-help book. And what it is, is it kind of gives you a, um, a framework for developing a vision statement and a plan for that vision statement, setting goals, developing an action plan, and kind of attacking it. And so I took what was in that book, I developed it for our wrestling team, and I wouldn't have done it unless I believed in it. Um, I believe 100% that for me, if I'm focused on, hey, this is, it kind of brings me back to center, right? If I start getting frustrated or I start kind of not, you know, agreeing with maybe, or thinking about, is this the right thing to do for the wrestling team? Is this not the right way to do things? If I look back at that plan and I go, you know, it says in this plan that I said I was going to do this. And by um, taking certain actions, then I'm following the plan. It helps me make that decision this is the way we want to take the team or, you know, this really isn't in the plan. We don't need to do this. Let's, let's skip this. We'll table it and maybe we'll come back to it. So I believe 110% in that thing. I believe that if we do the things in there that we could have conference and state champions, not just as individuals, but as a team. Um, my, it's not going to happen overnight and it's not going to happen just because I wrote some words down on a piece of paper. It's going to happen with guys like you who are, not making excuses, who are showing up to workouts every single day, who are, um, um, you know, getting, wrestling hard in practice, learning in practice, 
um, picking up techniques in practice, who are in, enjoying sport, who have confidence, it's, it's going to happen. I, if, if we can follow that, I know it's going to happen. Might not happen this week, might not happen next week or, or next month or next year, but I believe that it will happen. All right. So, Leo, I really appreciate you coming on, man. Um, one last question. I know this is like the fourth time I said the last question, but one last question. You're the first guest. It's the fourth episode. You're the first guest that I've asked. What does it take, Leo, to be a football player and a wrestler for Wheeling High School? Um, it just takes – I mean, there's not really a specific thing you have to do. We just – I mean – I see a lot of freshmen go out there, try their hardest. It's just trying your hardest every day, doing the things right, going to practice, listening to coaches, and just being there for your teammates and being there for whenever you need help. Absolutely, man. Thank you for being on the show. I really appreciate you coming on. I hope that we can have more episodes and have you guys on more. All right. Uh, that's all I got for you today, all right? All right, thanks, Coach. All right, have a great one, buddy.